We know agricultural educators. And we know that the job is hard work. Here to make your job easy is Owl Pellets, where we are regurgitating information just for you. Well, hello, Owl Pellet Land. I know there's teachers across this country working hard every day, and hopefully we can provide some help um, to you today with this Owl Pellet. Uh, we've got myself, um, Dr. Marshall Baker from Oklahoma State University, and we've got Kate. Kate, you want to give a hello? Hello, from Arkansas. Dr. Shoulders is from Arkansas here at uh, Teacher Educator. And finally, from the state of Florida, we have Dr. Myers. Dr. Myers, are you with us? Hey, Al Pellet Lands. Welcome from the land of the sunshine. That's right. Well, as we start today, we have a neat opportunity, and I'll turn it over to Dr. Myers to, to get to it. All right, so we've got some you know, wonderful teachers out there, and, and one of the things we want to do is go in and, and learn from what's happening in the classroom. And so today we have the opportunity to uh, chat with a fantastic young teacher, uh, Janielle Smith, who's doing some exciting things down in uh, Central Florida. And we're going to have a chance to learn a little bit about one of her activities that she's doing in her classroom that I think is really making a difference for her students and really uh, helping them talk about careers and CDEs. And so to kind of get things started, I'm going to let Janielle introduce herself so that we can learn about more about her and her program. My name is Janielle Smith, and I teach at Lake Ranch High School. It's in Manatee County. I graduated from the U.S. AEC department in 2012. So it's my third year teaching. I mainly teach agri-science foundations, and I teach one class that is combined, horticulture two and three. Our program is great and growing continuously. We've got about 300 students with 120 FFA members this year, so we've increased membership. We offer three pathways, which is horticulture, we've got agri-technology, and we just added the animal science component this year. I do have a cohort teacher, so she's been teaching here for five years, and we have a great relationship. Our program's continuously growing within the school and within our FFA. We've got a great land lab with steers and pigs and cows and a greenhouse, earth boxes. So it's definitely a, a big production out there. Well, we're really excited for Danielle to um, be joining us. You know, when you hear this program, it's just, it's a, it's a large, comprehensive program with cooperating teachers. It seems to be like uh, what a lot of us are, are working in every day. One thing unique that we're going to focus on today is Janielle's ability to integrate contests and career development events into instruction. Now, there's a lot of debate here, too. You know, all you're doing is coaching. All you're doing is preparing for teams. Well, I think Janielle's going to talk to us about you can do both. Yeah, with the thing with Janielle's program here, it, it's a program that's got a lot of tradition um, going way back. Uh, as with happens with a lot of programs, they hit kind of a rough spot for a while, and there were students involved in the in the ag classes. But she's rebuilding the FFA chapter, her and her co-teacher, and so the, the she's really bringing the classroom and the FFA back together to show and how they really do support each other. And part of what she's doing in, in this particular uh, thing is she's trying to really promote FFA because FFA got kind of a bad rap for a while in this program. Uh, before she got there, and they're showing that, that FFA does uh, lead to career development, and it does lead to positive experiences for the students. Um, Jenna talked about teaching agri-science foundations. That's kind of the intro freshman level course in the state of Florida, where all these students come through. In the state of Florida, that does count as a science credit, 
So she has a lot of students coming through there that actually may be sophomores, juniors, seniors coming through for the first time to see this. And FFA is a completely foreign concept to them. And so she's really found the need to utilize the students in this class to introduce them to what a career development is, what a CDE is, and to show the value and how much uh, the students can enjoy it but also how much they can learn from it. Well, unfortunately, I did not come up with the idea. I wish I was that creative. <laughs> but I adapted it from the case curriculum. So I had the worksheet and basically made it my own because I like the idea and case was focused on just exposing kids to career development events, which is great. And we want kids to understand CDEs and why they're cool and awesome. But sometimes I don't think the kids realize why important, how important they are. They're like, well, why do I need to evaluate an orange? Or why is it important to judge cattle? So I adapted that lesson and that wheel to make it to where students not only understand CDEs, why they're neat, why they're cool, why to join the team, but to show them the skills that they gain, not only in the ag field, but in future careers, maybe not in the ag field. So I, I think from here with this particular event and activity, you know, Danielle's taken this um, and modified it from the case curriculum and used it in, in the program to really make it work out. Um, and that's, that's pretty exciting that she's been able to do that. And, and so as we go through here, let's dig into some more of the, the, the practical development of this process of how she sets up this particular event uh, to make this thing work. So how the works is I had six stations. I have food science, floriculture, uh, landscape and nursery, um, livestock judging and citrus were my main stations. If that's six, I can't remember. And so we had, I had them all set up. They had different stations. They rotated through each station for about eight minutes and they had a worksheet to fill out, which I will tell you the worksheet's thick. It's six pages long. So it's a pretty intense worksheet and the kids get really overwhelmed when they first see it. Cause I had them in a different room than my classroom. So they just see this huge stack of paper. And they're like, oh, my gosh, what is this? I'm terrified. And so once we bring them into the room, they get excited. They see all these plants. They see containers with different things in them. They see weeds. They're like, what is going on? And so they get so excited and enthusiastic once they start rotating through the station and utilizing those skills. You know, what Danielle is talking about there with the students being so um horrified when they see those uh, those large stacks of papers. That's oftentimes what happens during CDEs. You know, we've got all these um, packets and, and registration and uh, different paperwork that they have to fill out for different CDEs, and it can be really, really intimidating for them. Um, so I, I liked her ideas um, for how to get students past that uh, that point of intimidation and that overwhelming uh, component with the paperwork. Well, and it's such a natural motivation. I mean, you walk into a room, and if you walk into the state career development event room, it's exciting. But, you know, a lot of times students don't ever see that excitement. They don't see animal pelts, um, wings of animals. They don't see the plants or the live livestock walking around, they've seen videos, they've seen packets of paper. And so it's really neat how she starts with the tangible to get them motivated. It seems like a, a really great approach. Simple, but very effective. But for me, I my big thing is, Danielle, how would you, how did you do this? I just don't know how would I get all this together? How would I find all these specimens? How did you make this happen? 
Well, a good question. Part of it is finding what you can find <laughs> specimen-wise. So you try to make it easy on yourself because it takes a lot of time to prep that. I mean, I was here at 6 in the morning and school starts at 7.45 just to make sure that everything was labeled and set up perfect. But the reason why I chose certain ones was the CDs that we do to try to encourage team members while also showcasing career skills. I think next year I want to add a few more components because I felt like it was a lot of plant-based items because those are the contests that I do. And I didn't accurately represent Susan, my other teacher's contest as much. And so I'm hoping to kind of tweak that and add a, maybe a, something about public speaking because that's a huge skill that a lot of kids are terrified of. But I'm not sure how I'm going to change that. But that's definitely one that I would like to add. You know, it takes a, a big teacher to be able to um, reflect on their own performance and say, here's where I think I um, can improve for uh, the future to make sure that it's well-rounded and the best learning experience for my students. So kudos to you, Janielle, for being able to do that. Um, that that in itself is a lot going on, but as an ag educator, um, you've got a whole lot of other stuff going on too. So um, I'm curious why to this one thing, why would you devote so much time to this particular activity? Um, I think, why I did it was to showcase career skills because we know that agriculture is the next best thing for college majors, for jobs. It's growing continuously every day. So I want to showcase the industries and that you don't have to be a farmer to be in agriculture. And a lot of kids just instantaneously assume that. And so we utilize different skills in their life that they've already have. They just might not know that they have them. And so one of the examples we did was the, in the food science component, you have to write a complaint letter and so, or write an answer to a complaint letter. So mine was, I'm a consumer of special case cereal and I want more strawberries in my box. And they had to answer that. And for them, it, it, was, it was difficult for them to figure out, well, how am I going to respond to this customer? Because what I really want to say is, too bad, so sad, I don't care, you're one customer out of a million. And we talked about, well, no, you need to have good customer service. Otherwise, you're going to lose customers. And so it was those kind of skills that we're teaching, we're showing them so that they do have a future and they are successful in a career later on in life. So with, with all this going back, there's, there's a, um, a lot of work behind it, a lot of things set up in here. And this is a, a pretty unique approach that we have available to us through using CDEs. So, Danielle, why, why do you think that this approach is so appealing to you, the students, and everybody else, and why do you think it's been so successful? Well, because in ag, you know, we love the hands-on component and just visually seeing those plants, those animals, what, what have you. And so I think for them, visually seeing those plants and being able to touch and smelling different aromas, in the actual context using different senses and identification i think that's kind of why i chose it because it hooks them and it gets them interested and so that they they'll roll with it they'll go with it and so i think that's that's part of the reason why i chose it and plus i i want kids on my team you know i want them to experience the lovely world of ffa i think so many kids miss out on opportunities because either they're scared they don't understand it or they just don't know what it is and so I think that's part of the reason why I use it as well. Like get that hands-on taste of what the CDEs like and also how they can use it in their future. All right. So this seems for me like a great plan. 
So Danielle, I bought it, hook, line, and sinker. If I cannot have guilt <clears throat> in training CDE teams, if I can use that a part, as a part of my class instruction, I'm completely in. So walk me through exactly what this would look like. Give me some step-by-steps. How would this look, feel, um, and, and how would this go down exactly? So when they walked in, I gave them the worksheet, which, of course, they were very overwhelmed because it's six pages long. And that my um, kids are in groups of either four or six, so they have a, a partner already at their group, so they were in pairs so that they could work together, problem-solve, bounce ideas off of each other because I think when you do it individually, it's a little intimidating. So by having that partner, that person to rely on and bounce ideas off, they really enjoyed that. So I had them in my classroom. They were in pairs. They brought their worksheet with their pencils over to our lab room. And so each lab table was set up with four to six stools. And so they went to station. As they walked in the door, I looked at a group and said, station one. The next group was station two, station three, as I held the door open and they walked in. So they already knew what station they had to go to. And then for some reason, kids always struggle with, you're at station one, the next station you should go to is station two, station after that is three. And so continuously, you have to explain that, unfortunately. I don't know why they don't get it, but they don't. And so then basically, it was set up. They had their identification charts depending from Florida FFA, depending on what contest they had to do. And they utilized that. The, the specimens were all numbered around the room. And I've got a few pictures that I could send in as well that I didn't even think of. And so each table is set with a station and they've got their identification charts. They're all numbered. And so then they start filling in their worksheet. They, I use a timer. I have a timer that's set for eight minutes. When eight minutes is up, I tell them to switch, remind them one goes to two, two goes to three, and so on all the way to six goes to one. And so that's usually how I run it. And it works really well the first couple of times one, I gave too much time the first period, the guinea pigs. The next time I gave too short of time. So I finally figured it out, and it's about eight minutes. Okay, so um, with eight minutes that a student can experience a, a, a different CDE, did you see um, by that, from that, them having that time, um, did you see any increased participation in your CDE teams following you using this approach? It really worked because we did not have a food science team. And the first food science day, we had 20 kids show up. And they were enthusiastic and excited and pumped up and ready to go. So that brought us some teammates. So I know some of the kids at least loved it and understood it. And it's fun to see them identify, like, oh, I have that in my yard. I know what that is, but I don't know what that is. So to see those reactions and excitement and trying to guess. And they'll ask me all the time. They'll question you the whole time this activity is going on. Well, what, well, what do you think, Miss Smith? you think this is right? Well, why, why is this important? And they continuously ask questions. So I know that they're engaged and I know that they're having fun utilizing their career skills for their future. We were going over the answers because of course, they think it's a competition. They want to get the right answers. Mm -hmm. And so as we go through like the citrus, we start talking about, well, why, why should we know weeds? Why is it important? Nobody likes weeds. We pull them from our yard. So why, why do we need to know weeds? Or how do they impact the growing? And we talk about how they take up nutrients and how they take up space, how they absorb more light. So they're competing with these citrus trees. And so we had those type of discussions. And you could see that the kids truly understand why we need those skills in those ag fields and also outside of those ag fields as well. So why should we write a letter back to a person who complains about our product? Why is that important? Because most kids 
don't really know. They don't know how to write a letter back. And so I think that they really took the objectives. They understood the purpose. And now every month we have a career day to keep it going. And so each month we focus on a different career. Last month was agribusiness. This month's animal science. And each month try to keep it tied to the curriculum. And so they find a job or a career that they can focus on in ag in that pathway. And hopefully maybe they catch on and they want to join or they want to be in a career in ag. And so that's why I have them continuously research. So that component is still there throughout the whole school year. Well, Danielle, this is really cool. And you've done this a couple times now. And so you, you've learned from things. And so, you know, one of our hopes is that other teachers listening to this thing. And even those of us in our college classrooms, as we try to do this. Um, so what, what kind of advice would you give to, to any of us that are going to try to plan to do this type of a learning activity event uh, in our classroom for the first time? If you're doing it for the first time, prepare, prepare, prepare. It takes a while. So I started gathering plant samples long before I even scheduled this activity because I knew that I was going to need them. And so instead of panicking the last day right before I tried to get everything organized. I had my signs pre-done. And so that day you can really enjoy the activity versus being stressed of, oh my gosh, do they have enough time? Do they not have enough time? And I can tell it get through this, not get through this. And so if you fully prepare for the activity, then it's so much more enjoyable for yourself and to be able to question and interact with those kids while they're doing the station. And then after questioning and probing, well, why is this important? Why do we do this? So definitely preparation, as hard as it is, and I know that we're busy, but I really think that it made a difference with our kids, even if it took me hours to do. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, I, I want to add some more components, but then it makes the paper longer, and it also makes the activity longer. So I'm going to play with it next year, but it gets better every year, and I definitely think that it, it's worth it. It takes a lot of time but it is so worth it. Great. Well, thanks, Danielle. We really appreciate um, hearing this kind of refreshing approach to career development events and how they can really inform your teaching. So for us in Outpellet land, what is our thoughts? You know, what are we thinking about uh, in regards to this approach? Well, one of the big things as I was listening to Danielle tell us about all this and the conversation with her was <clears throat> reminded me of something that uh, Larry Case, former National Faith Advisor, used to always tell us when I was on the board that with FFA, it should be every student, every classroom, every day. And this is definitely by bringing in the career development events, the CDs, making it part of the classroom experience and giving every single student in the classroom the opportunity to engage in the CDE really is living out that true model of integrating the classroom, the FFA, and the SAE part of it. So I, I thought that was a pretty cool way to, to really make that happen. I agree, Brian. I think we've all seen those um, classrooms that go the opposite direction. I, I remember the first ag class I ever sat in to observe to see what happened in ag ed. There was a uh, four students in the front of the room that were that were uh, prepping for a, a, a contest. I can't remember which one, but the rest of the entire class was playing cards, and they even invited us, the observers, to play with them. So, and I thought, boy, I I did not think that classes went this way. So I think um, that's not certainly what any of us want to be modeling in our um, programs, especially when we see that uh, that broader value in our CDEs. And so I think that Danielle's approach is a great one to um, to involve your entire class and not just the, those that you anticipate being on a on a team. You know, one thing that that was discussed was, 
you know, are you approaching this as are just four people preparing for a contest to go and is the product the final contest? Or is it an entire class engaging in career development, becoming career ready? And I think that's a difference is, you know, Janelle is really using an entire career development event to engage her class with the goal being learning. And if a couple of those students then advance and move into the actual contest, that would be great. But there's broad value for the entire class using the materials for the contest. I think that's what I really pulled from this is bring every single person in your classroom into a career development event. And those that choose to could move forward and compete in that at a state or local level. Uh, but I thought she did that really well. But as we teach, thinking about the products, um, you know, there, there can be different products besides just a banner or an award. Yeah, I think it might be neat, too. Um, you know, when you've got a class of 32 students or so, it's hard to really um, identify each of their talents and to see them. And so I think this would be a great way. You know, you, you know certain students very well, and those are the ones that typically end up being on contests, either they, teams. They express an explicit interest right off the bat, or you've known their family for a while, and you know that that's something that they're interested in at home. Um, but this is a great way to get new students and those that you may not know so well and really see where their interests and talents are. You know, you might get a student that after doing one of these um, these practice things come up, comes up to you and says, boy, I got all of these right. I had no idea that I was that good at it. I think I want to, um, you know, learn a little bit more. And you might get folks on your team really diversify your um, your FFA uh, membership, which I think is a, a, a pretty big incentive to to. Um, that would help all that uh, planning really pay off. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking this too. You know, you, we talk with new teachers or even teachers that are teaching a new subject for the first time. They're all talking about, okay, where do I start? Where do I start in trying to figure out what I'm going to teach and how am I going to teach in this class? And I think, you know, CDs are a great way to actually build that in there. You know, CDs, if we really buy into the fact that these have been industry vetted materials, this shows what's important in the industry, it helps our students become college and career ready. And, and so it can help the teacher determine what to teach, but also give them some interesting and hands-on ways for them to, to, to know how to teach it, to give their students involved in the hands-on kind of practice, make it active learning, and really kind of provide that, that uh, framework for the teacher to build upon. And I say just teach the contest, but again, it's that goal like Marshall, you said, it's the goal of everybody learning, not just winning the prize. And using that, the CDE framework as a tool to help guide your curriculum in that area. And I think you know, the one I use, for example, all the time is the nursery landscape contest. You know, that one has a very complex horticultural-based contest that um, if a student can walk out and be successful there, they have a broad knowledge of the, of the environmental horticulture industry. And so that's a great way to, to frame your curriculum. The Ag Mechanics one is, is exactly the same way. A lot of those new breed of CDs, as I call them, really provide a framework for teachers to guide their students through what industry wants now. And I think it should be used by our teachers rather than something that's done just completely extra. Okay. Well, as we look at this, this opportunity to use career development events in a new way, this was a wonderful chance for us all to, re to reflect on not just coaching teams but using that for instruction. That wraps up this podcast. We appreciate everybody for listening in. And hopefully these nuggets, these owl pellets, you'll rip them apart and really get to use them in your classroom. We appreciate it. And until next time, thank you. We know agricultural educators. And we know that the job is hard work.
here to make your job easy is Owl Pellets, where we are regurgitating information just for you. 